0: Welcome back to Real Talk
1: From the Kitchen Table
0: Podcast, week number two. So we've had some fun since our last uh, podcast episode. Lindsay, would you like to tell everyone uh, what happened Sunday?
1: What happened Sunday?
0: So we were back on the road, kind of the first time since quarantine, uh, official road trip and evangelism, and... uh We were going to see some of our friends up in Rogersville, Tennessee, and we left. Lindsay asked me what the weather was. (laughs) It was beautiful when we left easily.
1: So, I think I might come take it from here. He tells me, oh, it's going to be nice and pretty there, warm and pretty. Okay, so I get excited, like, you know, we're on the road to the drive-in service, so I put on my short sleeve summer dress. Not only was it short sleeve, but you women will appreciate this. It was also a maxi dress, very long, lots of material, but thin. So, I was excited. Whole way up, it's beautiful, just like it was here at home. We get about 30 minutes outside of the Beach Creek area. We get out at the gas station. John, what happened at the gas station?
0: Well, I got out to pump gas, and it was like frigid winter cold. (laughs) Probably the wind was blowing probably, what, 25, 30 miles an hour?
1: Yes. So you had cold and windy.
0: And to top it off, it was raining.
1: It had kind of started drizzling. We start driving, that, heading that way. As we get closer, the rain is just pouring. So we have rain, wind, and it's cold. So it is a driving service, but we still had to get out to sing, and he had to preach um, because everybody else was in their cars.
0: Thankfully, we had a friend there that had a jacket for Lindsay because, I mean, she's short-sleeved. She's, bless her heart, she's out there freezing.
1: I would have probably frozen out there. And so, thankfully, I got the jacket. And, guys, I get out of the car, put the jacket on. This is the part the women will appreciate. The dress. Sucking wet. There was so much material. The the water was standing so heavy. The wind is blowing like I couldn't control it all. And so, needless to say, that was a fail. Well, we had a great
0: service, though. It
1: was a wonderful service. Service I don't care how cold it was or windy or rainy. It was the Lord met with us. So, so it was wonderful. So,
0: all you guys, maybe have a girlfriend, husbands, uh, make sure you double check the weather before you leave.
1: Double-check that you're not checking the weather in your hometown.
0: Because it was nice when I left here. I just took for granted. We were going to get two and a half hours up the road, and it was completely changed. Mm. So, Well, let's talk about today's topic, Lindsay. That was a—I uh, felt like we needed to share that. Maybe that was, was a little a word one. of wisdom for everybody. Um, a good one. Um, well, I'm going to read today out of First Samuel, chapter number 6. And the Lord kind of brought me by this passage. And I want to deal, and we want to deal today— with looks that can kill, things that come into our life that can harm us, of what we're focused on. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 6, verse number 19, I'll just read a portion of the verse, and he smote the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Me and Lindsay's both been to Israel and we understand that the ark of the covenant in Old Testament time, it was a very holy thing. It was where the presence of God dwelt in the tabernacle and uh, ending up in the temple. And uh, if you were to look at it, if you were to touch it, God would kill you because it was just that holy of a thing. And as me and Lindsay began to talk, I believe and we believe that there's a lot of things that people are looking at that can kill you spiritually and can I'm kill sure. your motivation, can kill your drive in whatever you're doing. So the first one we kind of want to look at here is looking at our difficulty. Our pastor has always said something that's really helped me. What you focus on will be your future.
1: Absolutely. And
0: if you're always focusing on that difficulty, I feel like every day is just going to be a difficulty.
1: It's one of those things I feel like that because you are focusing on it, it's going to happen because that's what you're determined in your mind that that's going to happen and that's what it's going to be. And so I feel like it's one of those things that even if it, The difficulty might not be occurring that day. It's going to be in the forefront of your mind. So you're going to step into that difficulty that day. You're going to make it be present.
0: And you let the the devil, he always wants us to see our difficulties. He wants us to see our problems. And it may not be an external problem. Sometimes it's internal problems, anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. If you focus on that long enough and you really hone in and you try to live your life trying to push that stuff out all the time and try to really run away from it, I guess, if you will. There's never victory to be found.
1: Right. I feel like there's a time when you have to face your difficulty, but you can't look at the difficulty. Exactly. And I don't know if that really... Does that make sense? I guess let's kind of explain that. Maybe help me try and explain that. The
0: power of the difficulty.
1: Right, so you're gonna have to face it. It's just like if you were in battle or things that you're up against, you have to face it and overcome it. But when you just look at it and choose not to do anything about it, it's literally just standing up against you, looking eye to eye like this. And that is gonna defeat you if you continue to look at the difficulty instead of rising above it and overtaking it yourself. One of
0: the greatest things I've heard Wait,
1: not yourself. Let me take that back. Sorry to interrupt, John. you're good. Don't take it yourself. Let the Lord help you ever take your difficulty. Exactly.
0: One of, something I heard this week I thought was awesome and really powerful. I heard a, a preacher. He was talking about when the disciples were on the sea, mm-hmm. their problem was on the outside. It was the water. It was the storm. Right. But when they started getting in trouble is when their problem got inside the boat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when our problem really gets inside of us, that's when we begin to sink. Right. That's when we really begin, to uh, we do begin to lose sleep. We do begin to uh, not be able to keep on track of task we're doing. Uh, a lot of times I've experienced this. You ever get so focused on a problem you forget to do things? Absolutely. And if you let if you are so focused on that difficulty and sometimes difficulties, they are hard and they do cost a lot and they can cause a lot of pain. But it's in one of those times where we have to, take our eyes off the storm, if you will, and put it on the man that's at the back of the boat, and that's mm-hmm. Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. And you think about how difficult of a time that was, but like you're saying, it was outside of the boat, but then it got into the boat. Same with us. It's outside of us, but then it gets into us, and that's where emotions come in play. That's where your well-being, everything completely is run by that difficulty because, right. like we were talking about, you're focused. Now it's in your emotion. And so you're honestly just overwhelmed because you looked at the difficulty.
0: And something we have to remember, the devil uses the biggest thing. He uses fear against us. You know, I imagine as those disciples were on the ship, they didn't realize who was in the back of the ship. Mm -hmm. What we have to realize is God lets difficulties come into our life to grow us spiritually, to increase our faith and Sometimes we, me and Lindsay, even have difficulties in our own life, and it's just, it's like what Paul said, it's sometimes as simple as a thorn in the flesh, but why don't we focus in our difficulties on what God is trying to pull out of us in that difficulty? Does that make sense? It
1: does. So instead of looking at the difficulty, look at what the Lord's trying to do through the difficulty. So growing you, strengthening you, see what is going to benefit. It's almost like finding the silver lining, or you hear that saying, or finding the positive in everything. Instead of looking dead at the difficulty, you're going to have to find the positive in it. And, you know, one thing that I was thinking about as you were talking about the story again, you guys will probably hear me say this on multiple different podcasts as we talk through stories in the Bible, but all I can ever think about when I start hearing these stories is Those weren't stories to those people. They were just like you and I, living in the times that they were in. So think about, honestly, how difficult the times were. The passage of Scripture that John read, think about how difficult that was where we read it in the Bible and we think, oh, that's a Bible story. It's not a Bible story. That was real life. And the Lord brought those difficulties out through those people and worked in their lives.
0: So in your difficulty... Don't necessarily look at the problems that are facing before you or even the problems that are inside of you. It'd be a good prayer to say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me out of this? How are you trying to grow me? Everything that comes in your life is not meant always to harm you or to bring you sadness. Sometimes God wants to pull greatness and pull that faith out of you.
1: And I'll tell you, I heard something before we kind of get off the difficulty topic. I heard something the other day. um, Somebody was asking, should they do something? And the statement was back, don't always do what's easy. Do what's hard. Right. Sometimes. And so I think that the Lord does put these things in our life for a reason. And we've kind of said that. But sometimes you have to tackle those difficulties and take them head on face to face and face the hard things. Well, I
0: believe believe even in today and we'll... Move on after this. Nobody likes the process anymore. Nobody likes going through the hard things to get right. to a better place
1: because it's hard. It the difficulties are difficult, right? And we don't want to face that. We want to live easily. We want things to come easy. And clearly, we're not saying anything. We have been there, yeah, all the time. Oh yeah, but I feel like it's something that we all can learn from. That. We have to stop looking at the difficulties. I
0: agree. Secondly, not only looking at our difficulties, but one I really want to talk about today is looking for acceptance. Mm-hmm. If there has ever been a time in this age we live, everybody is looking to be accepted right. by everybody. I'm going, before we even get on this, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you if you read the word of God, everybody didn't like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like me. Everybody's going to like Lindsay, though.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. But he's right. You know, I'm not for everybody. I think that we can be Christian, you know, influences or we can be a Christian friend and we can show kindness as a Christian and show Christ's love. But I may not be for everybody. We all might not be, you know, best of friends. But deep down, what does our flesh want? We want to be accepted, right? We all want that by everyone. But it's not always going to happen. But also, I thought there's a way you can hold yourself as you're looking for acceptance. So, you know, it is one thing that you have to realize. You're not going to be accepted by everyone. Not every, you know, person that comes into your life with a relationship. Not every friendship. um, Sometimes not even family. I mean, every... Your job, your school friends, I mean, whatever it is, teammates, you're not going to be accepted by everyone. You know, you think about like a team tryout. One coach may like you, someone may not. You know, it's things like that. You're not going to be accepted by everyone, but you also cannot focus and keep your eyes on solely looking at that acceptance.
0: And if we base our life on how people accept us and how we're accepted by everybody, we're gonna run ourselves to death.
1: Trying to please everybody. And
0: you see it so much, especially in young people. People our age, they're trying to get the nicest new thing, they're trying to wear the nicest new clothes, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that stuff. But at what line, Lindsay, do we draw and say, you know what, this is who God's made me to be. Right. This is who the qualities God's given me. And you attract the crowd that you can affect and that you can help. So there's a lot of people, young people our age, that they're looking for that acceptance. They're looking for, especially social media, I guess, where mm-hmm. everybody's looking for for that acceptance. And I just, it burdens me to see everybody running around. You know, God created you to be you. Right. And that's been like one of my life mottos. You're not going to please everybody. You're not going to make everybody happy. And right. that's okay.
1: I think one thing I was thinking about, and I don't know why crazy things come in my head. You know that. But it's almost like if you're trying to look for acceptance from everybody that you come in contact with, it's like looking for the golden ticket from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but it's like looking for the golden ticket and only one person, you know, or a few people are going to find it. You, It's kind of backwards almost. Yeah. You're only going to find those few people. Now, sometimes the Lord blesses us with many types of people that accept us, but it's not going to be everybody. So you're going to have to find what you can stand for and what you're willing to be accepted for. And then when you stand for that thing, stand boldly in knowing that whether people accept you or not, you're going to stand for it.
0: God made you, like we said, to be you. Right. So you operate in the gifts God's given you. Absolutely. God's got a plan for your life. God just didn't save you. God just didn't create you for you to sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. God's giving you specific things for you to do. And don't feel discouraged if everybody doesn't accept you, everybody doesn't flock to you. Right. God's got a plan for you. Mm-hmm. Also, we want to talk about looking at mm-hmm. our failures. That is one of the biggest things that I think stops people from getting from point A to point B.
1: Absolutely. Because failures can put you to a halt. And I'm glad we saved this one for last because as John and I were talking through them, I got to thinking about how when we look at our failures, I feel like looking looking for acceptance and looking at our difficulties ties into our failures. That's exactly right. And I feel like all of them can kind of correlate. But guys, just because we look at our failures... Doesn't mean that that determines who you are or what you're going to become.
0: That's exactly right. Our failures, and that's what that's what stops people a lot of times from trying something new mm-hmm. or trying something again. What is it that can come into your mind right now that you know you just flat out failed at? I mean, you draw, I, it just you failed, and the devil uses that against us to say you can't do nothing for God, you can't help nobody, you can't. You can't be who God created you to be because you remember two or three years ago when you messed up and you failed. We've gotten to learn that God accepts us for who we are and there is forgiveness in him.
1: And I feel like looking at our failures, this is one of those things that you also have to get past. Kind of like we were talking about looking at our difficulties. I feel like the difficulties you have to face head on, kind of grab them by the horns per se, But with looking at our failures, I feel like you have to put those behind you. Instead of facing them dead on, they have to be behind you. But you do have to overcome those failures because if you don't, you're going to be stopped by them. You're going to be affected by them because you're not going to feel like you can be successful. None of us want to fail. We want to do well. And nobody likes the feeling of failure. Absolutely not. But you're going to have to put it behind you knowing that you can succeed over the failure.
0: Exactly. And if you look at that failure, and just like Lindsay said, you face that thing all the time, and it's all you think about, there's no way you're ever going to be able to get to that next level in whatever you're doing, not only, you know, serving the Lord.
1: And I feel like there's a difference there. With facing the difficulties and looking at those, you have to look at those and work through those. Whereas with the failures, if you've already failed, there's nothing to work through work through. So instead of concentrating on those and just looking at them, looking at them, looking at them, put them behind you and figure out how to overcome that failure. So I feel like there's just a difference. It's almost like, you know, John said, this whole topic is looks that kill. So this is things that we look at, but it's funny when you break down difficulty, acceptance and failures, we look at them all differently, but they affect our lives in totality, but also in different ways.
0: Well, even just what you said a minute ago, the, looking at our difficulties and looking for acceptance, those are present things. Those are things we're facing in our everyday life. Our failures, that was was Mm yesterday's stuff. We need to leave the past in the past because our past shouldn't determine our future. And if we let our past determine our future, then that's where we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay in the past.
1: Right. And you think about like think about it. Even being in school or I was trying to think of a good example of the failure, but all I can think about really is a grade because I feel like we've all experienced a grade. Yes. So think about something that you made a great grade on. Maybe even a one hundred with you know a smiley face, right? So you want to show everybody your time provider. out, time out, time
0: out. I got a question. Do you put stickers? Now, Lindsay said. You know, she. Everybody knows she's a teacher. Do you still put the smiley face stickers on your on your papers? I do. I, I draw just. Them I'm a sorry. Lot of, my ADHD kind of hit. I just needed to know that.
1: I draw them a lot of times, but yes, I do. So, but you think about that. You want that shown. You want it on the board. You want it on the refrigerator when you get home. But think about when you make an F or below that. What happens with that failure? I see it all the time, y'all. I see the head drop. Sometimes you see the tear. You see the discouragement. You see the defeat. You see the negativity. To be honest, I see qualities of Satan and how he snoops in. And so you see that. You see him hide it. You see him put it away and withdraw. So just like that grade, when we experience failure in our lives with something that we have failed at or something that has come against us, some sort of opposition that has become a failure, You're going to want to withdraw. You're going to be negative about it. You are going to feel defeated. And that is not how Christ wants us to live. Christ wants us to be the light of the world. Right. And if we're hiding, if we're withdrawing, we're not going to be the light of the world.
0: And you've got to learn, and this is something I've struggled with in my own life. You've got to learn when you fail, give yourself some grace. You are not perfect there. You are not going to, you're not going to do everything perfect. And I hate to break it to you. You're going to fail again at something. We all are. And we don't like to think like that. We don't like to talk like that. But if we can, there from every bad situation and from every failure, there is something you can extract. Absolutely. There is something you can pull and look at and say, you know what? I could have done this different. I could have done this different. And when I face this again, this is what I'm going to work towards to correct what I did wrong the last time. No, you can't go back and you can't fix it. Fix what happened, your failure, but you definitely there's something you can pull from that failure to help you with the next task. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at your failure, look at what could I do better? What can I work on to be a better me? What can I work on to be a better student? What can I work on to be a better son? What can I work on to be a better husband? And so many different things because our failures make us who we are. Absolutely. Because we do pull from those failures and it shows us our weaknesses.
1: And I'll tell you, I'm glad he brought that up. I feel like all of these three three things, I feel like I kind of have to restate them because it just helps me kind of focus back. But the difficulty, the acceptance, and the failures... Like John just said, those make us who we are. I feel like more than my success, my failures have made me more of who I am than exactly. my success has. Because I've worked through that. The, the blood, sweat, and tears, you know that term. I feel like that's what comes out of those things. The difficult times, the valleys, the trials, that's where I've felt the Lord the most. Yes, The acceptance when I've looked for that, maybe even when I've been not accepted, the things I've learned out of those situations, or when I have been accepted and realized how the Lord worked there for me. Like, I feel like these three things are truly milestones in our lives. And every time one comes about, how you choose to look at it is vital.
0: And I'll give you a piece of advice. These three can kill you. They can. They are very dangerous things to focus on. But if we focus on it in a very positive way, Let me focus through my difficulties positively. Let me focus on trying to be accepted for who I am positively. And then let's focus on trying to get past our failures. Instead of looking at the bad, you've got to train your mind to be positive.
1: It's almost like instead of looking at this topic as looks that can kill, we've got to rearrange it and make it a focus that drives you. Exactly. You know, you've got to make that the forceful focus. It's just one of those things that if you don't, it's going to determine where you're going to be. So it's either going to be a positive thing or a negative because these looks can kill. But I also encourage you in saying that, that when you think these things and how you feel by these things, also please don't be the one that does this to someone else. Think about how the looks have killed you and how you've had to refocus yourself. And make sure that you, at all times, are helping someone else be better by saying things, doing things, acting certain ways that help them become better instead of killing them with the looks. Exactly. Does that make sense? I thought it's just like a reciprocal relationship. You don't want someone to do that to you. You don't want these things to hurt you, these looks to kill you. Well, we all always need to keep in mind kind of like the golden rule. To not do it to others.
0: Exactly. And I believe you will never be happy and you will never be whole Mm -hmm. until you can really get a grip on these things. There are looks that can kill, but I like what you just said, a focus that can drive you. So the takeaway, the challenge from today's podcast is examine the things in your life. Focus on the good, on the positive, and just keep pushing forward.
1: When the looks try to kill you, let them drive you.
0: Exactly. Well, are you ready for our catchphrase?
1: Yes, always. This is like my favorite part.
0: This has been Real Talk.
1: From the kitchen table. We love you guys.
0: See ya.